You are listening to an SAFM podcast, 104 to 107 nationwide. Stream us live on www.safm.co.za or via the SABC Plus app. SABC News, independent and impartial. Now, the International Court of Justice is set to hand down a preliminary ruling this afternoon on a request from South Africa that Israel immediately suspend its military operations in Gaza. Uh, the petition for the court uh, for provisional measures in case uh, that alleges that uh, Israel's military action in Gaza that started after the Hamas massacre of Israeli civilians on October the 7th amounted to acts of genocide as stipulate, stipulated in the 1948 Convention on Prevention of of the crime of genocide. Now, South Africa is asking the Hague-based court to grant interim injunctions that could fundamentally shift the character of Israel's devastating offensive in Gaza. We are now joined on the line by Professor John Stremlau, international relations expert from Wits University. Professor, how important is this case in the context of the International Criminal Court of Justice and cases that they may have heard in the not-too-distant past? How important is this particular case without necessarily comparing the merits or severity of others that have come before it? Well, this is the defining case for the world court. It's, it's very different. It's an intergovernmental uh, UN institution. It's, it's different from the, from the criminal behavior of individuals uh, that are brought to the ICC. And the world court will render its judgment in a few, uh, in a couple of hours. And I, I'm hoping, uh, and I expect, but I don't know for sure, that they will endorse most of the provisional measures suggested, requested by South Africa in that very good 84-page memorandum that was submitted along with the presentations that the team made in The Hague. So to that point, Professor, um, if we look at the substantive issues that the court will have to apply its mind to, they probably have done so by now. But this is, of course, a preliminary ruling. Uh, The judges are not ruling on the merits of the genocide allegations uh, that we are told could take years to decide. Uh, But they are ruling on some of the emergency measures, if you wish, that have been requested by South Africa in the interim. So... Explain to us, you know, what would be the substantive issues that they would have applied their minds to here? Well, the substantive issues have been carefully outlined by South Africa and well, uh, and they're nine. And uh, I would say that uh, the the unanimous view of the court could be, this is my hope, could be for seven of the nine, but it would lead to a split court if the Uh, suspension of military operations, the immediate suspension of military operations, number one of, of, the, of the measures, uh, and number two, which is related to that in, in, in terms of a ceasefire, immediate ceasefire, that would divide the court. But I think you could get a unanimous court, and which would be extremely important uh, internationally right now for the court to speak with a solid voice, I'm now the analyst speaking because I'd like personally for a ceasefire, but if, if you really wanted to think about this in, in international relations terms, for the court and moral terms, for the court to, to, to pass uh, the seven uh, other measures 
uh, perhaps all of them, and, and unanimously, that would be a huge, huge breakthrough and would unlock a lot of uh, processes politically, I think, to get uh, the civilians uh, some relief. So brings us to the powers of the ICJ, um, Professor. And I've listened to quite a few pundits, and I, I didn't get a sense that everybody was perfectly clear on exactly what those powers are. So when this court sits in about um, an hour and a half, uh, what will they be delivering in terms of uh, whether it's binding or not? Because if this goes back to the Security Council, can anyone veto it in that arena? No, the, of, of course they can. And uh, and the, the, the court um, is, is only a, a court, and it does not have any enforcement measures. It, it does say that these are binding uh, decisions, but, you know, the, the Russians... Uh, thumbed their nose at the court when it ruled uh, against their invasion of Ukraine. And yet, uh, I think, and uh, by the way, I think that Israel would thumb its nose at the court if it called for an immediate cessation of hostilities because it, the Israelis would say we're, we're battling Hamas and uh, what, what is South Africa is arguing in, in the genocide uh, defense is, is that, look at civilians are at risk of massive killings that constitutes under the Geneva uh, under the convention of uh, prevention of genocide uh, and punishment of genocide that constitutes plausible genocide and the court will make a final ruling but um, but we're in a political world and so if the court could agree that this is legitimate business of the international community and that the uh, proportionality of response by the Israelis is unacceptable to them and there must be greater humanitarian relief, uh, relief corridors, um, a, a downgrading of the, of the military operations, which is already, think, underway. So South Africa has accomplished a lot by, by raising this issue um, and, and so uh, that, that's progress, um, but it, progress is, is, is bound to be slow, and I don't want to have a Security Council uh, that is impotent, shown again to be impotent, but the Security Council could back the provisions for humanitarian relief and for uh, a scaling back of the military hostilities, and, uh, and no one would veto it. So... Uh, how would they back that up? Uh, because no one can veto it. But um, as you said, uh, we've seen uh, uh, Russia uh, basically ignoring, um, you know, uh, an order. Uh, we listened to Netanyahu, and it seems as though this might go the same way. So how then, Professor, do the United Nations, the Security Council, go about um, trying to make sure that this enforcement is actually carried through? Well, that's a test, and and uh, and, and yet uh, the fact that um, Anthony Blinken and the uh, the Laddie Pandor, the, the, the head of Durko, spoke before she left for the Hague, and the official statement that was released shows that they are on uh, on the same page at least with regard to the need to to protect civilian lives, to ensure sustained humanitarian assistance to Palestinian 
uh, civilians and to get and to work for a two-state solution. Now, uh, Lincoln reaffirmed his support or the U.S. support for Israel's right to ensure the terrorist attacks can never be repeated. But there are a lot of ways that you can do that. And um, and then the um, the last sentence of the, the very brief statement. Uh, it talks about the importance of the partnership between the United States and South Africa. I see that as extremely positive signs that maybe if the if the if U.S. Uh, um, American president of the court and the Russian vice president of the court and the court itself um, can get behind South Africa's uh, request for provisional measures short of a cessation of hostility. That would be enormously, enormously significant and, and provide a moral pressure on Israel, but also on Hamas to get a deal that apparently Bill Burns, uh, uh, who is head of the CIA, is, is working on right now in the region, uh, he's in Europe and then he's going to the region, uh, to, to get a ceasefire and the release of the hostages, and that would be a step in the right direction uh, for, for, for me, but a practical step. And the court could add moral strength to those, those efforts to try to bring this insanity to a, 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 a conclusion um, because the Israelis have, have really been destroying uh, Hamas and the civilian support for um, a, a decent life for the Palestinian people that live there. Professor John Stremlau, thanks so much as always for your time. International relations expert from Wits University. Sure, you'll hear much more from Prof and other pundits as uh, the day progresses. Uh, 2 p.m. is uh, when uh, the ICJ will be uh, making that particular ruling on the interim relief sought by South Africa here. You can find SAFM Current Affairs on 104 to 107 nationwide. Our podcasts are available for download on all our digital platforms. SAFM, leading the conversation.